1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. In 1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal. Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Hello and welcome to episode 219 of the 77 Club. Harry, start with the socials. Yes, the Wolf 77 Club on Facebook and Instagram at 77 Club Podcast on Twitter. Please subscribe to us on YouTube and Spotify and rate us five stars. Uh, the beg for followers continues. Uh, Jack Williams is here. Hello. And Dan Bayliss. Hello. Uh, any winners at Cheltenham this week so far? Got a few. Yeah, yesterday much better than today. Uh, Harry, let's start with Newcastle away. Um, you know, if you're a Wolves fan travelling up all those steps and if you make it to the top and you're still breathing correctly, then it's a good sign. Um, but we were let down once again, weren't we, uh, by VAR. Oh, my God. I don't know how to start on that. Before we get into that, because obviously it's probably going to be the thing we talk about the most, I think we've got to say on the day, ignoring that controversial decision, Newcastle were a much better team. First half, we were very lucky to only going 1-0 down. And I think Lopetegui, we've praised him quite a lot, haven't we, on this podcast of his substitutions. But what I really like about him as well, when he does make a mistake, like he did away at City, like he did in this game by going to a five, he always admits it. He always says, I got it wrong. And he did. He went to five at the back and then Newcastle scored close after. And also, I think a big mistake for me, first of all, I was shocked Pedence was back in the starting lineup. Um and when he brought Adama off at half-time and left Pedence on, I couldn't believe it. It shocked me. It was a terrible decision. Pedence was awful again. I don't know what's happened to him. I know he hit the post, but rubbish for me. So, yeah, not not good from Lopetegui. Not a good performance from the players, but 
the main talking point is that we've been shafted by the officials once again. Uh, Andy Madley, isn't it, um, in charge of the game, Jack, and uh, he was obviously a big part of um, Totti's goal that was not given as a goal at, at Anfield. It, it just seems that when when one there's never just one a season where you go, oh, that's where it happened. It seems to be happening more and more. And obviously, if Wolves are a side that don't score many goals, you probably notice a bit more than you normally would. But it, but again, I mean, how how has Nick Pope not been sent off? Yeah, we've had a few this season, haven't we? When you think back to, obviously, that's the hilarious one, the Liverpool VAR one is just ridiculous. But there's a few other instances as well. Like, I think it's uh, Nunes against Boris in the cup when his boot came off and he's <laughs> flying about. But but going back to what Harry said, I totally agree. Newcastle, the better team. We didn't deserve to get anything from that game. And ultimately, that's what we got. The problem, though, is I think Newcastle's dominance of that first half really took off after that decision went against us because watching that back or watching it I was watching it on TV I'm sure, sure not most people were as well or even people watching it in the stands my first reaction when seeing that live was penalty and I think even the most honest Newcastle fans when they saw that live would have been oh shit like he's he's messed up there because he's let the ball get away from him and then he's brought the player down and fair enough right the referee's a long way away my first question would be the linesman's closest there he should be saying something in the first instance and then when it goes to VAR, I mean, I'm not quite sure of what they're looking at if they don't think that constitutes a clear and obvious error and they're going to go with the on-field decision. The on-field decision that's been made by somebody who's got a blocked view on the other half of the pitch and they're not even saying to him, okay, maybe you should go and have a look at that because he nicks the ball away. He gets he gets you know taken out, Raul does, and, and they, they don't even think they should have a look at it. The only thing I can think of is that the fact that they might think that Raul purposely initiated his co- the contact or pushed into him a little bit and that's gone against him but anywhere else on the pitch that is just a, it's a foul it's not even close it's just blown straight away without even thinking about it the only thing that I can think of actually and I know it's stupid is the fact that they think hang on if they give a foul here and a penalty they also have to send him off there's nothing they can do and they didn't want to do that because they thought that's a bit too over the top but within the rules it's it's you know to not even get a penalty from that when 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 they say that VAR was brought in for all these clear and, you know, to get, get rid of the real stinking decisions and then to not even get us thrown that bone. And then on top of that, Newcastle went on to dominate the half and really should have been probably more than one goal up at half time. But I, I just don't know, you don't know what to do, do you? Because it's just getting to the point where if if these decisions can't be brought back and looked at in these circumstances, then what is the point in it being there? And you point to the Liverpool away game in the cup, you point to that one. And just think, you know, what's the point? And so I know it's bad, but you start getting back to conspiracy theories again. And you're thinking, like, are, are they purposely using the VAR to make it A, an interesting relegation battle right to the end, and B, an interesting top four battle right to the end because it, it markets the product better? And if, you, if you're not even having a look at that after it's clearly a foul in the box, after the keeper has lost possession of the ball and is trying to recover, then what, what what's the point? What are you going to look at? Dan, what is the point? I totally agree. I, we, I think we've said it before, haven't we? This is a game for professionals being officiated by idiots. It's just it's a mockery. I, I wouldn't have minded if he'd have just said, no, that's it. VAR looked at it. He had a look at it again and thought Raul had made the contact. But then he's he's nearly on the halfway line when it happens. Why not go and have a look at the monitor? Like, surely that's the whole point of having that screen down by the dugouts. Um, do you know what the other thing is? It wouldn't have been like that if it was Man City or Liverpool. The penalty have been given absolutely instantly. Grealish, I've seen do it this season. Same thing. 
and takes a touch. He puts his body weight into the keeper, goes down like a sack of shit, penalty. Or if it had been Newcastle, because the fans, the home fans would have reacted. What did that, who's the idiot referee that does the punditry? Forget something. Dermot oh, Peter Walton. That's it, Dermot O. Oh. Might as well be Dermot O'Leary. Dermot Gallagher. <laughs> um, I'm sure he said how the refs were absolutely marvellous and it was completely the correct decision not to have a look at it. To, to be fair, on, on ref watch, no, everyone said penalty. Yeah. Everyone I've seen so far professionally has said said penalty, penalty, penalty. Wow. The pundits said penalty. Um, the Newcastle fans have said penalty. The extra allegations said penalty. Um, but the only you know, three people in the entire country to say it wasn't a penalty are the three that were responsible for doing the game. Yeah. And everyone on match of the day. I actually don't blame the referee too much because he was so far away and couldn't see it, but he's got to be looking to his linesman. Otherwise, his linesman isn't just ever offside. And then it, then it goes to somebody who's got all the angles in a, in a in a video studio in bloody Stockley Park, and he, the linesman. Nah, nah, nah. Well, that's not a game changing moment, which literally changed the game. Newcastle battered us after that. You know, it's to blame, don't you? Howard Webb apparently was it his decision to go more with the on-field decision. So that's why VAR didn't check it apparently, because that was a new thing that's being drilled in. If the referee, because the referee, if you watch it, he's miles away. Instantly, it happens. He just goes. Starts wagging his finger, like, no, 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 no. So, Howard Webb, man, blame him. If Raul hadn't got there first, I would have happily waved it away and said, nah, he's just made a meal of it. But, but he nicks so, all, he but, poaches it. This nonsense about saying, oh, go with the on-field decision, that's fine if it's if it's applied consistently. But we all know if that was Liverpool against Newcastle, there's no way they would have not looked at that. That would have been straight straight in there, oh, God, we better check. Really? We're, we're scared of the repercussions here. We're scared of what's going on. And that's it. It ultimately comes down to which team's got the magic clout as to whether they look at these decisions or not, in my opinion. But I think it's justified with the way it's going. It's just stupid. Well, Nick Pope did exactly the same against Liverpool, didn't he? He got sent off. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly the same. Uh, And in exactly the same um, scenario that you just said. But it is funny, Jack, when you you mention things like, oh, they must have realised that if they gave the penalty, they'd have to send him off. But that thinking wasn't... Uh, in place at Southampton when he still sent Lamina off <laughs> even though he knew that it, he didn't know it was going to be a second yellow card until he sort of too late no turning back so you know it's just consistently inconsistent isn't it now Harry I don't know if I'm, I'm being hypercritical I've been thinking about it for a few weeks but sort of held back a little bit because so I thought we'll give, give him time and you know we're doing a lot better since the restart and obviously since Lopetegui came in and we're always saying on the podcast He's really quick to change it. Uh, he's using all the substitutions. That br- that's brilliant. When he sees a problem, he, he he makes a sub. And I'm thinking, has he ever got the starting lineup right in a game this season? Yeah, he has a couple of times. Lopetegui, you on about? You know? mm. Yeah, I mean, he has a couple. It's great that he uses five subs, but he's changing half of his team. Yeah, he still don't know what his best team is, does it? Does he? So. But he has, he has a few times. I'm trying to think now. <laughs> You're right, yeah. No, I'm trying to think where because we, we haven't really... Liverpool yeah. at home. We absolutely Fulham, Fulham away. Fulham away. We absolutely dominated that first half. Villa away. Absolutely dominated that first half. So we have got a couple of selections right. And and he has reacted in-game to changing. Like Spurs, when he went five at the back against Spurs at home, that was a brilliant move, but it was a mistake against Newcastle. And it's been a mistake before when he played it at Forest and the Cup. So, But uh, what I like about him, like I've just said, he admits it. He says, I'm, I'm wrong. And the bloke has took us from 20th to 13th. Yes, it's very tight. I know there's only five points in it from 13th down to, to 20th. But, he's, he's you know, it was a really poor 
team that he took over, really. I know he's had the transfer window and confidence was low. And it's not going to be perfect, is it? If we were winning every game every week and not making any mistakes and had a striker scoring 15 to 20 goals, we'd be pushing for the top four every year. We're not perfect. He's a brilliant manager. And I love the fact, like I say, I keep repeating myself, he admits that he's made mistakes. And he still don't know his best team. It's I don't know the best team. I've got no idea what our best formation and best team is. And, and he's a world-class manager and he don't know either. So it's anybody's guess and let's just hope he can sort it. I think we're going to be okay. I know it's not looking good when you look at the table but I still believe we'll be fine and I'll get your point though Sam I know he gets a lot of praise which he should where he's, for how he's turned it around but I get what you mean because there has been a few howlers with his starting 11s there's no doubt do you, do you know what I think went wrong on on Sunday with these substitutions and because we, we looked quite good we, we looked better in the second half didn't we and we looked like we could go on and score and then after it, we basically scored instantly after he made that, was it a triple substitution he made? And I think we scored too soon after that and we just didn't know what to do because he's made those substitutions in mind with the fact that we are going to be basically Newcastle sitting back and we're going to be going for the equaliser. And as soon as he's made them, the dynamics changed and we're going to mm. be sitting back and they're, they're going to be coming at us. I, I still think we just, taking Nevers off, we just looked instantly poorer. He was probably like, you know, without. I thought he had a bad game, Jack Nevers. I didn't think Nevers. Well, yeah, yeah, but af- after it, after he went off, I thought he was worse, to be brutally honest. Nobody was good. Lamina was poor. Like, Johnny was poor, I thought. Like, players who've done quite well in recent weeks was just. We looked a bit all over the place. Who was who was our man of the match in that game? It's really difficult for you to think, isn't it? Hanky Chad was glorious. <laughs> but Nevers, um, isn't Nevers one booking away from a two game ban? So. That- People Correct. were saying that was probably in the back of his mind, so we weren't really like fully committed to the game. He was quiet for Nevers' standards, I thought. But when's it actually set? I don't I know for a while. I think it's just going to happen, but we probably need him for Leeds and Forest, really. Exactly. So if he'd have got booked, we'd have missed him for the next two games, which would have been terrible for us. I have to say that was as, as bad as we've been, really. I think 4 0 at home to Leicester was worse when we lost 4 0. Leicester had four shots. Newcastle battered it. Scored. They did. First oh, half, that one, okay. when they hit the bar off the header, wasn't it? Just up. Mm-hmm. But hold on. I just want to say, I completely forgot about this. Obviously, we had the penalty incident, and their free kick wasn't a foul. Raul completely no. got the ball. No. So he was double whammy straight away. But as I say, Newcastle, we can't blame Newcastle for the referees, and they were really good. For, it's for the same time, though. What, what are we doing marking set pieces? Because if I was a team with a decent couple of big guys I'd be all over walls I think who was it that was marking was it Johnny was marking Johnny Isaac Burn, yeah. there was a yeah. foot and a half difference in it I mean Johnny was shocking Johnny had a game it seems like the um, our big centre backs Dawson and Kilman they do the zone of marking and the man marking goes to the dwarfs um, so <laughs> I, I can happily say if it wasn't for Craig Dawson at the back it should have easily been a 5-1 if not 6 or 7 it's true, isn't it, Harry? I think Bayliss made the point, I think, on, on Sunday during the game is that if, if it doesn't land on his head, it's probably going to be a shot on goal. <laughs> yeah, no, it is true. and we, we had a lot of luck that first half as well. Like Obviously, Dawson was, was heroics, but like I said, I wanted the bar. We sampled a couple of sides. They missed a few sitters. It was a miracle that it was only 1-0. But probably justified. <laughs> Do you know what's absolutely shocking? Kilman. Yeah, yeah, so was Johnny though. So was Johnny. Like, it, it's it's there was a lot of it going on there. Just some of our like, again, some of our passing and some of the decision making around the back, and just you know we couldn't string a pass together, and we're doing stupid things like um, really playing it across the back, getting pressed and closed down, and panicking, and then you know going back to 
miss a hit from Saar or from Kilman, or it was just all over the place at points. It's unforced errors, isn't it, with Kilman? I, I find he puts himself under pressure and, and then invites it on. And to, so for me, it's things that shouldn't be happening. You know, it, it, the ball's at his feet, or it's a misplaced pass, or it's a poor touch. I don't know. That, that Isaac causes problems that makes you so quick. He just runs straight at the heart of our defence, and we were like, shit. Like when we played Liverpool away, when Jota just ran at us, we don't like it. Yeah. There's a striker a bit of pace, he just runs at the heart it's of our defence. This is it. They just backpedal, but I've just got to bring it up. Is the goal drought over? Is Wang Yi Chan a striker? <laughs> really, I was about to say that. Uwee Kane and Wang is a striker. I mean, Jan. I could have scored that. I think you actually could have done, to be honest with you. Yeah, I know we give you some, some give you some stick because you think you're better than most of the Wolves players, but I think you could have scored that. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a winger, isn't he, Quang? He's not yeah. just out and out centre forward. So I think we've still got that voodoo on us. It's quite funny, though, isn't it? Obviously. Not even even that ball then because Jimenez did a right in the goal but he didn't even fall to the striker he couldn't even end the good goal drought with that <laughs> he felt felt a wang so that's the thing and he, he probably would have taken the penalty wouldn't he um, might but yeah again it's, it's that same worrying thing isn't it that we have these moments where we look good and we look safe and we go and get a win somewhere then we have a, moments like that where if we'd have gone away to Newcastle lost 2-1 and been a decent performance you'd be like yeah fair enough go win the next one now you're I- thinking Oh, we were so bad. What's going to happen against Leeds? I don't think it's that, though. I think it's more just the results of the of the weekend and just how you wouldn't have predicted that Bournemouth would have beat Liverpool and just all the teams seem to be scrapping and picking up points, like Sabaton to Man United, Everton won. So it's a really, it was a really big game for us and a point would have been really, really good at least, obviously. Obviously, a win would have been lovely, but we needed to get something really just because of the way other results have gone because that table has just closed up a little bit because it looked like we were pretty clear. And in the last couple of games, it's closed up a bit. Just because everyone's scrapping and teams are picking up points, it's going to go down to the wire. But, you know, you've got to look at our sort of next couple of games, really, and think that, you know, particularly with Leeds at home, this is getting into the, the realms of, I don't want to say must win, because that's thrown around too much, but just definitely don't don't lose. Must not lose, really, because we'll get dragged straight back into it again. Six points now does define the season. Mm-hmm. Six yeah. points the next two pretty much puts Forest Leeds right in the shit. Us nearly safe. I think so. I agree. Problem is as well is that actually when when you look at the table, you know, Forest have got a game in hand. Leicester, West Ham, Bournemouth, and Leeds all have games in hand, and it's Leeds are the furthest away in that group, and they're four points behind. So I mean, you know, it it could be potentially how the games go. Obviously, the teams at the bottom don't win all the time. That's why they're there. But still, Harry is quite concerned, isn't it? But let's talk about Leeds and. Jack saying it's not quite a must-win, but I think with 11 games left, it's not far off, is it? I think it is a must-win, personally. Um, we've had a few games now where we've gone into it. I mean, I think Bournemouth was the same the other week when we lost 1-0, but then we seem to pick up a result after. But, yeah, it, it's it's huge because they picked up a point at night against Brighton. Bamford looked sharp. I saw, I saw a bit, some of the highlights. and I don't know because I, I, I have like PTSD from that game when we were 2 0 up and they come back and beat us 3 2. That don't happen again. The start of the rot, wasn't it? I think. Yeah. Bruno Lodge. Oh, it's got, it, I, I keep saying it and I, I bang on about the atmosphere a lot. And for me, the atmosphere has been shocking. I, we really need Molyneux to get behind the lads, especially if it's 0 0 after 20 minutes and we're maybe we're on the back foot a bit. We've just got to hope that the, the South Bank turn up because they haven't properly for a while, apart from the Liverpool 3 0 win. Um, it's been a very, very poor season for atmosphere for me, but I'm nervous and I'm I'm not as confident as I have been. Like I was confident going to the Newcastle game, but if we don't start uh, picking 
a consistent 11 now. It might bite us on the ass a bit. I think it's time for him just to pick what he thinks is the best and just stick with it for a few games. I do think at the same time. It could be one of those results where if it goes badly, everything else could go quite badly. Um, I mean, Forest have got Newcastle at home on Friday night and then Bournemouth are away at Villa. Uh, Leicester away at Brentford, Southampton home to Spurs, um, Everton away at Chelsea. So, you know, th- there could be a couple of results in there that that do go against us potentially. But there are some other tricky fixtures in there as well. Um, I think it's a really dangerous weekend. Like Leeds now know, really openly, they can come and have a go at Wolves. They know that Wolves will shit their pants because we've just done it. And if I if I were Leeds now, I'd just be like, right, let's get at these lot. Let's stick them under as much pressure as we can for half an hour and see if they bottle it like they did last week. So what do we do, Jack? Um, try and ring the changes. There's uh, Al Gomez. Did anyone else lose that? No, we, uh, yeah, we all missed that. I really did. I dropped in my laptop. I heard, some, I heard something. I think you asked about Joe Gomez and uh, Leeds United. I think Joe Gomez is on the bench, uh, not doing anything at the moment. Do you think it's time he came into the starting eleven? It's well, I don't know about starting eleven because he's not played enough, really. I think he's, he's had that one cameo where obviously he scored against Southampton. And to be honest, at the time, I think I said that. You see, I was surprised to see him feature that quickly. And since then, he's not featured at all. Has he really? Mm-hmm. Maybe like a little bit part sub appearance, very very late on. I can't quite remember. So. Team-wise, I mean, just, just don't know again, do you? It's really difficult. Um, I mean, Nunes was dropped, which was interesting against Newcastle, but arguably deserved with the way he's been playing. Jimenez, not scoring, but has been all right, really, overall, in his place. So I think he deserves to justify his place. Uh, Poden, does he? Jimenez, yeah, I think oh, so. I thought he was one of the worst on Saturday. No, I think Sunday. I don't think it was too bad, but I think he was all right. Uh, Paul, I've just got Paul's comment up. Neto did look good when he came on. Yeah. Fair, he did change it. But then he was shocking when he started against Spurs. So that's what I mean. People who come off the bench seem to look really good. Then they get a chance at starting and then they're crap. Unless you're Pedence, who's crap when he comes on and crap when he starts. That's it. That's it. Yeah, I'll probably that his goal was with your bottle. <laughs> that's it, isn't it? You can't drop your top scorer on. on. I mean, I know it's it's sort of good. The World Cup's thrown it all out a little bit. But when, you, when your top scorer's on five and it's March... Neves as well, isn't it? Oh. Don't don't uh, do do our boy like that. Neves got five as well. And did you think he'll come back in? Do you think he? Obviously, what we just said is, isn't it into the booking? Oh, yeah, 100 oh, percent. Oh yeah, he's got to win it. If he gets yeah. booked against Leeds, so be it. He misses Forest. I mean, I think Leeds. Well, they're both massive games, but in a way, just hope that I wanted to get it out of the way. If he's going to play like he did against Newcastle, because it's in the back of his mind, I'd rather just get it out of the way. Score prediction, Jack. Oh, it's really difficult on this, isn't it? But you'd hope we do seem to usually get a response after a bad result, don't we? At least in terms of terms of performance. As I said, I've got no idea what the starting line is going to be. It's just who who knows because a lot of players will be struggling to, to probably justify their place after that. But I nice think we'll we'll get a response and get a result. So I'm quite actually confident. I'm going to go two nil Wolves. Bayless, I think Leeds are going to come at us and cause some problems. I think one all probably. And Harry. So, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say the four-one. No, um, I'm I'm not confident. Usually, well, I've been, the last few weeks I've been confident with the result hasn't really gone our way. 
So I'm not confident. So I'm actually going to go for a Leeds victory, 2-1 to Leeds. I hope that jinxes us and it reverses and we win. But yeah, I've really got a bad feeling about the game and I don't know why. Wow, it comes to something when Harry is not optimistic. So uh, we'll wait and see. I, I think I think we'll win, um, just basically in more than of hope than expectation. Um, but let's get your latest betting odds and ticket news whilst I go and get my laptop charger. <laughs> Professional. Uh, um Obviously, the bookies have got a little bit else to be interested in this week. So, football odds aren't great. Um, done a few, uh, did a little bet builder, then a few scorecasts. The bet builder, Wolves to win, both teams to score, Wang to score a goal, and four plus corners each team, 18 to 1. Oh, that's quite low, isn't it? Is it quite tight odds then, I guess? Because, yeah, they don't know. Is anyone's guessing it who could win this? We've been known the doctor, haven't we? I went with a one all draw, Neves to score. First thirty-five to one. Uh, two one like the looks. Traore first goal fifty-five to one. And then Harry, I did it because I thought you were going to say. <laughs> um, four-one Wolves. Nelson Semedo first goal. Uh, not eight thousand to one like against Newcastle. I don't think, but a few hundred. No thousand to one. Fifteen hundred to one. Wow. Go on. I actually put that... 50p on it, the Newcastle go. I, I, I noticed how the stakes been going less and less and less. It'll <laughs> be 10p suit. Yeah. We were I just saying, look. Go on. I was just saying before we came on air that Harry and I both backed uh, Newcastle half time, Wolves full time, and we thought that had a chance of going oh. in when, when we went went to 1 1, but obviously then we. Uh, Massive yeah, end. Really Massive big, yeah. I hated to warn about that. I've also had a look at the Cheltenham card to see if there's anything Wolves related. Couldn't find too much. No Cody. What was that one called? Cool yeah, Cool Cody. How's Dwayne? I think he ran. I think he ran today or he's running tomorrow. But doesn't, he's not really a Wolves player anymore, is he? Oh, oh yeah, I forgot that. <laughs> he likes <laughs> Liverpool things now. <laughs> uh, um, so ticket news. I'm trying to have a look. Actually, I think the Wolves website's down because the only thing available to uh, buy is Wolves women versus Huddersfield Town women. That's the only thing I can actually see any information for. So um, I can't see how many tickets are left for Leeds. I can't see how many tickets are left for Chelsea. I'm going to guess probably so, very few for either of them. Yeah. So um, not much going on there. The only other thing to mention is the uh, away game at Forest, which is uh, on sale. I think the first day of the points was today from that for the point sales and the people who won the ballot. Um, two thousand nine hundred fifty-five tickets for those, and those ones stick around along with it being such a big game. Um, and that's all I can give you at the moment. That's all I've got. Sorry. Well, there you go. These things happen. Um, Harry, let's talk about Cunha uh, and a photo I think that surfaced on social media. Yeah, um, everyone was. He put on his Instagram story to me of him in a leg brace, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, what's happened?" Because he was obviously on the bench against Newcastle, didn't come on. Um, but apparently it was a slightly old video um, from just after Fulham because he went off to knee against Fulham but I think he's okay but everyone was like oh my god just our luck he's out again so hopefully unless I don't know if Wenslop will take his press conference it'll be tomorrow or the next day won't it but hopefully he's alright because uh, Ralph will yeah. definitely have to start then <laughs> you do on precaution don't they a lot of the times you see these players leaving on crutches with their ankles wrapped up and it's only just because they don't want to put any weight on it well uh, uh, speaking of injuries, uh, Ebanks Blake of the uh, Sylvan kind 
uh, is apparently suing his surgeon after unnecessary surgery that he says ended his career. He's going to sue the surgeon for millions of, of pounds, claiming his top flight career was ended by an operation that he didn't need. Harry, you saw this, and you made the point, actually, that he's only 37 now. So, I mean, there's, there's probably quite... I'll just guess what Sam said there, but yeah, going off the back of what we heard. No, he, um, I was at that game when he broke his leg. He was Birmingham away. We won 3 2. It was the relegation season under the master that is Dean Saunders. And when he come, eventually did come back after that injury, he was shocking. And I read the article, he, he had something done to his ankle and it gave him his keyhole surgery, which apparently he didn't need. It gave him arthritis. He was never the same again. He just dropped down the leagues, didn't he? And, God, the fact he's only 37 now, and that was 10 years ago when he had that injury, 27 in his prime, obviously amazing for Wolves. Um, but I reckon he might win this. I reckon he might win this case because he would have, I think he would have got a move to the Premier League if he didn't snap his leg for us because obviously he's still, he was still banging in the goals in that season and we ended up getting relegated, but he's still my favourite ever striker at Wolves as well. I'd take him in one leg now. He'd probably do a better job than our three strikers. Kish. <laughs> Can I just go say, stay just for the purpose? Um, remember, Sam, when you moved into your new place, you, you, your your new place now, hmm. the one where you were bragging about your broadband speed. How's that going? I've got a ninety-seven megabyte per second upload speed, so I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> Weird. Works ninety percent of the time, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been missold it. <laughs> yeah, it's just intermittent. Um, what are my rights? Can you hear me? <laughs> Anyone there? Is this the first yeah. time ever a footballer sued, though, for a leg break? Or Very much doubt it. Doubt it. I mean, one we've heard of, I can't remember any. I wouldn't have thought they're very successful though, because it's like uh, I, I don't, I don't know really. I don't know anything about this. It's for probably quite a specialist area. Well, his his argument was he, they fixed the bit. Is his tibula or fibula that he snapped? So that yeah, bit was fixed it was as it wanted, it. but then the surgeon just randomly decided to do something to his ankle and didn't need to be done. So he might have a case. It's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? Because you, you would always be talked through what the problem might be or what could go wrong, and do you still want to go ahead with it? <laughs> Shall I just stop talking? No, 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 no. You're fine. You haven't cut out. Oh, okay. You know what it reminds me of? It just comes to my head. Do you know what Mike Bassett? Mike Bassett. <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine e Bank's plate lay there going, it's me tibulo, it's snapped. And he goes, yeah, 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 yeah get hands out, out groin. groin. <laughs> <laughs> Your internet didn't drop out, so I just thought, oh, it just made me laughing. Oh, I thought you meant when, when he's answering the previous question. And oh, no. The job. Yeah, that's what I thought. He's only, I think he's sm uh, the captain in it. <laughs> he goes... Uh, yeah, it's me wrist. He's right. Right, get your pants off. Let's <laughs> rub your groin down. I mean, you may have something to keep an eye on, though. Hoover has been uh, banging in the goals from right back, apparently, Harry. Yeah, so two, three goals in two games. I saw. I said to Bayless before we come on, I saw such a funny tweet. A Stoke fan put on, We've been trying to find a 20-goal a season striker for the past three seasons. It turns out we've got it in a, in a third-choice Wolves right back. <laughs> <laughs> look, his goals really well. If you, you look him up, if you haven't seen him, uh, I did see the, the other one the other night was a fairly simple one, but he's, he's a couple of goals uh, before, the guy, game before was really good. To be fair, three and two is actually quite prolific by Wolves standards. So, front? Getting I don't think so. Front? Yeah. Why not? I know his attitude's terrible and he's 
pretty awful footballer at this level. But to be honest, I'm running out of ideas at this point to put that put the ball in the back of the net. I'm still laughing at the fact that you and Jack had uh, Newcastle half time Wolves full time because that means we have to score two at least. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but there you go. Um, Harry, you have a quiz. You've uh, put some time aside during your busy week to, to do another quiz, which we look forward to now. Um, so I'll pass over to you. Yeah, just before we get onto the quiz, I'm just going to quickly mention, we've got to mention that Neves interview he did. I know we've spoke about it a few times, but he has come out, as not he, and said he does love it at Wolves, but he really wants Champions League football. So I think that pretty much means he's gone 100% now, isn't it? Nah, so do I. I want Champions League football as well. I can <laughs> We're both on the same, gone, on the same page. He's gone. I th- I think we've had him probably for a season longer than we were expecting slash probably should have done uh, if Barcelona yeah. could run themselves um, not like some kind of football overlords, which is what they seem to do and, and get away with it every year. Um, that transfer probably would have gone through, wouldn't it? Let's face it. I mean, we were talking on the podcast last year or in the summer, um, which was last year, uh, about how he was crying and last home game of the season, they had tears in his eyes and stuff, and that was pretty much his goodbye because it did look a bit weird when he then turned up again for this season. Yeah, that was... I think all the teams that were interested in him ended up signing midfielders anyway, didn't they? So, But, yeah, so the quiz, what I'm going to say straight away, I wrote down on my notes in capital letters, Bayliss, show me your hands. <laughs> oh, there we go. You have a the other week, I just did Wait, look, quiz. Can you put your phone screen, down? Really? Yeah. Good. That's it. And don't go on Google. Get the other one. <laughs> your burner phone. He was calling out these names the other week, and we were like, bloody hell, bad. It's fair play. What a guest. Because we'd have been there all night and looking like idiots finding a guy. Anyway, so this quiz this week. Oh, yeah, you're helping us by cheating. <laughs> He's such a <laughs> team player. I've got the first three or four. So, yeah, because you cheated. <laughs> so, same format. You all help each other. We'll start with Bayless. We'll let him go first. Go to Sam, Jack. You're all helping each other, trying to get. So I've got 11 players wrote down here. There could be more, but these are the 11 I've got. So it's players, footballers, that have played for both Leeds and Wolves. So obviously there's a few that you can probably get straight away that are easy. It'll get harder, but when it gets harder, I will give big clues to help you because, let's be honest, you three are crap. So Bayless, let's start. <laughs> um, a player that's played for Wolves and Leeds. A few should spring to your mind straight away. Come on. Should they? Yes. <laughs> when you go in first. Where's your, where's your phone, Dad? Get your phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know. Left back. Think of a left back. Played for both Wolves. There's a couple of leads throughout their career. Come on, Bayless. Uh, Jay Bothroyd. Bayless. Yeah. No, that's not correct. I great. can't believe you're struggling already. Scored against Leeds. Scored a yes. Can I argue with I'll, um, I'll go for Andy Keogh. Wow, Sam, that is a great pick because that's one of the ones I've wrote right down at the bottom thinking you yeah. would get. How did you know that? That, know stick, that. It, it always sticks in my head that way. I don't know. I, I didn't know he started off his career there before he went to Scumforce, so that is a yeah. great start, Sam. You've got one of the hard ones. Jack, Barry Douglas. Brilliant. That's Sam, the one I was. He won. From the same sort of era, Bayliss, you know. I wouldn't know any. I could name many Leeds players. Wolves and Leeds. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I could. Yeah, but. In general, I couldn't name any Leeds players. Other than Harry Kuehl and Mark Baduka, I'm pretty much sort of... <laughs> Bloody <laughs> hell, from 20 years ago. Where'd you get your coffee from? Yeah, where'd Gary you get your coffee from? Michael Berg got it. Fuck you, Dan. I'm going to go for... Can I go for Robbie Keane? 
Brilliant. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah, okay, I should have got that. <laughs> this is the main one. So that's four down. We've got 11 to get. You've got four. Did Michael Gray also... Oh, my God, Jack. I would... Ah, oh, it's brilliant. Brilliant. I wrote that far down again. That is a great pick. I would never have got that. I've looked at the list and I still couldn't remember him playing for Leeds. Brilliant. Michael Gray. Obviously a bit shit for us when he was a bit old when he only come to us. It's all right. Bailey, do you want to punt a guess? Just name an era. Give me something. Um, so... Center off, brilliant with his head, had feet like toothpicks. <laughs> Back in the Mick McCarthy era, early days, before the Prem. Before the Prem. Shares a name of a current defender we've got. Can't give you more clues than that. <laughs> Come on, Dan. The shittest defender we've ever had. The one that Roger gives away a penalty. Roger, Roger Johnson. Oh, Doncaster away. Like what? Sam Don- Don- Castor- Neil away. Collins. Oh, there we go. Wolves and Leeds. Back, Jack, can you pick out any of the... It's Sam's go. No, we've, we've, he just got it wrong. We went around to Sam. Neil Collins. Oh, Johnson is the word. Do you want a, do you want a, uh, a clue, uh, Jack? I don't know why I've got this in my head. This might be wrong. It might be complete nonsense, but I, I want to say Anthony Ford. Oh, no, that went back. No, all right. Sure. No. Uh, so, shall I go to Bailey? Shall I go back to Sam? Well, Dan was struggling. I'll give you a clue. Hey, I'll give you a clue. He played centre-half in the playoff final with Lescott. When we got promoted. When it was 3-0 winning at Sheffield United. He played centre-half with Lescott. I was there. Well, you should I was the only one in this room there. I was there. Someone's there. Oh, were you there? Sorry. No. Sorry. The other two weren't. They were on a... Uh, don't, you were don't, there. Don't have a go. You were there on your no, phone. Don't chase the subject. It's not talking yeah. while you were there. Were you there? Yeah. Or also, you're you're watching. Um, uh, Paul, what's his name? Played centre No, he's not that. It's going to be real last time. Who is it then? I don't know. No. Yeah, think of like someone who goes around and helps rich people. You've probably had one growing up. Yeah, what's he what's about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was saying, Paul Butler. Oh, I was gonna get his name. He probably Paul had Butler. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Butler, I think we'd run. Uh Sam back round to you. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to have a clue with it. Oh my god, that's killed me that ass. This last the Wonder Kid played with a tag on when he was at Birmingham. Uh, was at Liverpool for probably the best part of his career. Was on Big Brother, Celebrity Big Brother, and made himself a tit. He's on Jeremy Kyle. He's only on loan at us. Made his debut against Huddersfield. I might as well give you the name. I'll give you that many clues. Winger, right winger, super kid, started off at Arsenal. Potter. Ali Adier? No. Ali Adier? In that same oh, thing, uh, though. Je- Jeffers. Jeffers? No, he's a winger, right winger. If someone gets in the comments, I'll give it up. Oh, uh, Jermaine Pennant. Jermaine Evans, yes. Yeah, played for Leeds and Wolves. Yeah. He's only on loan for us. Michael Bird's got it in the comments. Look, there we go. So we've got we've got a goalkeeper to get, which is really hard. We've got a left back. And we've got another striker. Oh, Michael Oakes. No. Mm. Anyone want to... The goalkeeper's really hard. I think he played... Paul Jones? You might get it. Is it the one who played for Liverpool? Paul Jones? No. No. You, you might have played for Leeds, but yeah, I'm willing. I don't know. Let's come back to the keeper. Who, who do you... Uh, a striker. Might get it. Boss striker. would have been given golden black. No. We've had this strikers come up with the quiz before. If I say his nationality, he'll get it straight away. And oh, yeah. No clue he played for Leeds. I have no clue. Say his nationality. Let's see if Dag Meldish. Vokes. Sam Vokes, yeah. Play for Leeds and Wolves. I was going with... Do you want to get your phone back, Dan? We've got um, so many uh, Leeds players. I could not name a single Leeds 
Anybody the Wolves players? Could name the you could probably name the Leeds hockey players. Everybody's doing this. Um, <laughs> this this the left back is a tough one, but if Seb was here, he'd get it straight away because he looks like Seb. We used to say he looked like Seb a bit. We when he played for Wolves, he was very old. Left back under McCarthy around the era of Neil Collins, mm. first season. Jackie McNamara. No, but he would play in, instead of him. He's really old. I think his hair was receding actually when he played. Irwin. Uh, it's small. No, left footed. Left back. That's a clue. Oh, uh, uh, Jamie Clapham. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so you got one more to get. This is quite a hard one. Should it be the initials? Yeah. A-L. Andy Lonigan. Yes, there we go. That's all 11. Well done. Well done, I Harry. Did Lonigan Clapton's play for li- uh, Liverpool? Who am I thinking of? He went to Liverpool. Like, Yeah, he did. did he? It was, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Pennant did, yeah. No, no, Lonigan. Didn't Lonigan. Oh, Lonigan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Th- was that after it? Didn't he play in the... He was Champions- on the bench for the Champions League or something. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it was yeah. like how the house yeah. He was like, rubbish. Yeah. I think that's right. But yeah, though, like I say, as I do, disclaimer, there probably is more, but these are the only ones I researched, so. There you go. If they're not on Harry's bit of paper, then they do not count. Uh, great quiz again, Harry. Love that. Um, Bayliss, atrocious. I'll oh, terrible. I'm going to write. I'll tell you what, next week, Bayliss, you can have your phone and you can cheat because he'd make the podcast <laughs> out. <laughs> I'm still reeling at Butler. Absolutely <laughs> genius. <laughs> when you were saying Paul, I don't know his last yeah. name, Paul, Paul, yeah, was, was you had one growing up. What was <laughs> uh, <laughs> An accountant, uh, a broker. Uh, Paul Bag of Cash. Cash. <laughs> Cash. Paul, Paul Bag of Cash. Doesn't <laughs> mean Gary Starbuck. <laughs> right, right, roughing up. I love sleeper. All right, we'll say goodbye to Harry Mans. Hockey stick. Okay, just see you, everybody. <laughs> Ciao, Williams. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and Daniel Nanny Bayliss. Uh, goodbye. I've just got to go and nip to get the helicopter to Cheltenham tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. Paul Footman. <laughs> I'll be a butler at Cheltenham. <laughs> Paul the Silver Spoon. Uh, it's a goodbye from me. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network. <laughs>